Well, here we are. Deep, here we are. A little deeper. Hope you're excited. It's going to be a great episode today. Yeah, I think I think now, I'm not sure, it, we could be at episode 23. We're something like We're that. We're something like that. Yeah. Did, did you ever imagine we'd hit double digits? Did you, did you ever imagine we'd almost hit a double dozen? <laughs> I, I heard someone tell me this week they've earned the dozen... Almost earned the dozen badge, so well, listening to it five minutes at a time on the way to work. Okay. Uh, shout out, Michael Osborne. Oh, cool. Uh, working his way through it. So hey, another good. shout out would be Dennis Waldridge. He listens to on his track that while he's ploughing and harvesting, and uh, which is really, really yeah. cool. So it's great to have Dennis with us. And um, and just great to have you all with us. And uh, we just really appreciate you coming on the journey as we... Um, I guess debate some things, we dig dig a little deeper, we're exploring concepts, we're challenging our thinking, expanding our thinking. That really is what the podcast is meant to be and and what we want it to be and we trust that you found it that way. So we would love uh, any feedback that you could give us on how you're going with it. you can email us here through the reception at the church office. Find us on newhope.org.au and you can email through to us um, on our socials as well, aren't we? Yeah. We on social? Are we social? We are social. I think we're reasonably we're social people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out. But so what, what, are we, what are we talking about today? Well, I just thought we'd, we'd have a little bit of fun, but it's like serious fun. We're going to talk about the mighty smiter. The mighty, the mighty smiter. The mighty smiter. What's the mighty it sounds like the name of a destruction derby car. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, actually, look, the thought is lifted out of the Old English, you know. So Old English translations of the scripture would call, uh, that use the word smote. Literally, the modern translation might be something like smack, oh, okay, you know, yeah, to yeah. smack someone. I smacked him in the mouth. Well, yeah, yeah. there's this concept of God's smote, you know, and, and Old Testament passages particularly might say, you know, that, um, that God's smote smote the Philistines, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Or uh, even that the soldiers smote Jesus when they were, you know, uh, in during the trial and his execution. Mm. Um, it's a term for... Physically smack, physically hitting someone. Yes, smacking is yeah, probably a great, yeah, yeah. great, great word. And uh, I sort of brought the the mighty smiter. It's a line out of the movie Bruce Almighty. Uh, now, if you haven't seen that movie, there are some dodgy bits in it, but boy, it's Jim Carrey at his best, and it is actually a really interesting insight. Uh, into maybe what God could really be like. Yeah. Which is really it's strange. Interesting that even pop culture sometimes gets God right yeah. when, it, when it suits them. <laughs> when, when it suits the narrative, when it suits the script. But, you know, it turns out that it, it's sort of roughly Bruce is seeing God as the mighty smiter, the one who's going to, you know, come down like a ton of bricks. And actually at one point in the movie, he dares God to do it. He's so fed up with his life. He's so frustrated with things that he He's like, go on, oh, mighty smiter, you know, come yeah. on and come get me kind of thing. Um, and the funny thing is in the movie, it turns out that God is really kind. Mm. You know, of course, he's played by Morgan Freeman. So what else are you going to yeah, get? Yeah, he's got to um, be kind. <laughs> so God turns out to be kind. And it turns out, funnily enough, as much as this movie is, you know, really worldly, etc., it's funny how it sort of lands on an accurate image of God, sometimes a more accurate image than what we even have of God, I think. Yeah, so that's where we're headed with it. And hey, on a side note, 
Your granddad, Wills, granddad on your mother's side, mm. served on the HMS Smiter, which was an escort carrier during World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, you know that about Granddad? Yeah, yeah, I knew it was on aircraft hey, carriers. Yeah, well, yeah, but there you go. HMS Smiter. The Smiter. It was an escort carrier and he was on uh, Atlantic convoys. Yeah, wow. Yeah, which was a pretty dangerous occupation with, with U-boats and submarine sinkings, everything that was happening at that stage of the war. Anyhow, there I digress. Go. Yeah, yeah. I digress. We just dug a little deeper we on that. We just dug a little deeper. family history. A bit of family history there. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the thought when we say the mighty Smiter um, – the thought is that your image of God really it will interpret Scripture. If you, you know, there was a particular image of God that the character in that movie had, and it sort of interpreted how he perceived God. And I've mm. found that uh, that is certainly the case for us when we read Scripture. That the image we bring, yeah, will interpret Scripture for us. Well, hasn't it been said also? I mean, you can almost tell more about. You can almost tell more about the way a person views God by the way they read Scripture than, yeah. than vice versa. Like it's like, how, well, how do you read that? And you can almost tell the image of God that they have because yeah. everyone kind of reads it probably in, and interprets it in a slightly unique kind of way well, through their experience uh, you, you, and through you, their beliefs. You have to say biased way. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. all biased. Anyone who says, I just read the Bible, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you bring all kinds of filters and biases and previous life experience and what you've been taught. Yeah, the way that was preached one time. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. All of those things form a filter. And so obviously um, the filter that we bring to Scripture, that lens and how we see God uh, it's massive in the in what we're going to get out of our Bible reading. Yeah, so I guess we're looking at, what, two filters today? Two. Yeah, well, I, I guess we're looking at ex- polar opposites. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and somewhere we all fit, I think, on this scale. So we, if you, you I've just called it the retributive or the re- redemptive filter. Okay, yeah. You have a retributive image of God. So you're coming to a scripture, you're approaching scripture, and your image of God is that, um, God is the great punisher. He is the great, the mighty smiter. Yeah, the mighty smiter, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that somehow in the character and nature of God, you know, he can't get over um, human brokenness and so he's going to punish it mm. forever and he's going to uh, he's going to come down like a ton of bricks yeah. versus... On people. Yeah, on people. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the very ones he created and says he loves yeah. versus a redemptive filter a redemptive image of God mm. where you actually think or see perceive God to uh, to be stepping back into a fallen and broken world a creation gone astray uh, with a redemptive attitude mm. reaching out to restore renew and bring us back into relationship bring all things back together which is of you know to me is the far more biblical image yeah 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 now the the issue is is you can find these images for either end of the spectrum right in yeah. scripture um, and your perception of God's character is really what's going to, you know, I guess w- which end of the scale you end up on, mm, yeah. the retributive end or the redemptive end. It's and going to determine how you interpret yeah, scripture. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I, I wanted to talk about this today because I was recently journaling and, and I just saw in this passage, I thought, wow, this is a classic example um, of how your filter would change 
totally what you see in a scripture. Yeah, okay. I yeah. thought it'd just be interesting to dig into Yeah, that. let's do it. Yeah, so it's in John chapter 5, and I'm reading out of the easy translation. I journal out of that uh, quite often. It, it doesn't work for every passage, but this passage, I think, it just brings it out so clearly. And this is after Jesus has healed the guy. I'm pretty sure it's at the pool uh, of Bethesda or, yeah, pool of Bethesda. Mm. And uh, which was a pagan pool, you know, and it was a pagan ripoff basically saying to people, you know, if you get in the water, you'll get healed. And they paid money to be there. And then they had this tank system set up where the water would start to move. They'd empty water and they'd put water in it and the water would be stirred and people would pay the money to get into the pool. And Mm. they generally had probably had someone fake with a fake healing that dived out. And Jesus came along and crashed that party. Yeah. He came along and he actually healed a guy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the guy. And, um, um, it said sometime after that, Jesus found the man in God's great house. That's that's the temple, you know. Mm. And Jesus said to him, see, you've become well. Stop doing wrong things. If you do not stop, something worse may happen to you. Now, I look right. at that passage. You know, is that a threat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, doesn't it sound like yeah. a threat? Yeah. It, this is, re- if you've got a retributive image of God, you know, God's out to get you. Well, man. Yeah. This is a warning. You better watch out. Something might happen. You're telling something worse. Something worse. Something yeah, worse. Yeah, you, yeah. Th- you know, you think God got you the first time. He's going to get you even more. Um, because remember that, um, and Jesus had to deal with this, that people of Jesus' day tended to have a, uh, a theology that said that if you've got a major condition, particularly a physical condition or something bad happened to you, mm. it was sort of a bit of a judgment of God. Yeah, yeah. They had a retributive image, mm. you know. And so um, uh, his personal state was attached to his sinful lifestyle. He was mm. a cripple because he obviously did something wrong in life and, and he was being punished. And obviously Jesus goes on to challenge that. He challenges yeah. that. You know, he's like, um, uh, you think that, the, a certain tower, the Tower of Siloam, fell over on people mm. and crushed people or whatever. It was a, a thing that was noted to have happened. And and Jesus is like, do you think they were worse sinners because a tower fell that on happened? them? Yeah, He's yeah. like, no, no, you're in exactly the same boat. All of us need to get our lives yeah, right, yeah. not just people who bad things happen to. So that's how you see that, I guess, that passage with a, a retributive kind of filter. Yeah. Well, let's look at the redemptive side of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a redemptive image of God, if you look at it and you think God's redemptive, Jesus is being redemptive here, what what does this passage mean? He's mm. saying, if you do not stop, something worse may happen to you. I just look at simply as a warning that sin will bring potentially more pain and mm. actually worse pain. Yeah. So Jesus is sort of using his physical condition as a metaphor. It's a bit like it was really, really awful to be crippled for all those years, wasn't it? Mm. But actually sin is even more destructive. Yeah. That's all this is. It's like it's a warning, but it's a kind not, warning. Not it's, God is more destructive. No, it's Sin not is like more God's going to come get you. It's like, hey, mate, I'm glad you're free to run in life now, mm. but just to let you know, 
the bridge is out down that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you run down that road, you just might fall in a ditch. Yeah, So yeah. stick to the path. Yeah, you've experienced <laughs> being physically paralysed. You don't yeah. want to experience physical, That's it. Uh, spiritual paralysis. That's it. Yeah. And so there you have two really very different interpretations, mm. seeing very different things in that story. Mm. One, God, the mighty smiter. Uh, the other God, the kind guide, mm, who yeah. says, uh, "Hey, I want to lead you to green pastures, still waters, and uh, and and sin is not the path to get there." Yeah. Well, I guess another, I guess word, I guess image that gets thrown around of God or of Jesus is that thought of also like being a a judge. I suppose, yeah. which can yeah, seem kind yeah, of, yeah. I mean, like it's a contrast with it with each other, where you've got Jesus who's a judge, and you've got Jesus who's also a deliverer. Yeah. Um, so what is it? Oh, is yeah, it one well, or the other? Judge is it or deliverer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it it is both. Uh, the The issue is is that we can struggle sometimes with our understanding of judge. Mm. So, like John five is a great example. John five, um, pulling a few different verses out. Um, again, reading from the the easy. Um, Jesus said this. More than that, the Father does not judge anyone. That's interesting, isn't it? The yeah. Father does not judge anyone, right? He has given authority to the Son so that the Son will judge everyone. That is, that is just, just really quickly, even just, I don't know, we were kind of talking about this before, but just dropped for me. That's yeah. a big statement from Jesus. Oh, yeah, huge. Because I think definitely in my thinking, when I thought of who's doing the judging, it's the Father. Yeah, yeah. When you, yeah. after you die and you're sitting in, I don't know, the, the lobby of heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, keep going. But, well, yeah, okay, so God, I, I mean, we'll Jesus get, is saying God's given me authority to judge. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that because all of that imagery is like this, and it's been preached this way, taught this way, and it's been so unhelpful. But like all of heaven is a courtroom, mm. and it's just a really poor image of the kingdom of God. <laughs> How but exciting! We'll, yeah, we'll land somewhere <laughs> can't different. Can't wait to get oh, to court. Yeah. Can't wait to get to court. <laughs> I know my favorite place in Toowoomba is the courthouse. Yeah, I, thought, oh, I can't you get know. enough of that place. <laughs> and Jesus goes on to say, "So then, all people will know." how great the sun is because he's going to judge everyone. Mm. Everyone will know how great the sun is. Um, so if we just stop there and just break that up a little bit, it's like um, this does sound retributive. If you've got a retributive image of God and you've got a retributive image of judge of a judge, mm. which we tend to have in our society, mm. I mean, no one wants to end up in court. Well, know, and and especially if you're a guilty yeah. party, you don't want to end up in court. And, that, and I guess that's because that's the role we've given judges is to dish yeah. out punishment. Yeah. They're the one that decides what the punishment is going to be, be. Or what justice yeah. looks yeah. like. Yeah. And and this it's true of Jesus. I'm, I'm not saying that that is not the mm. case, but how he deals with judgment is where our imagination can drift from you know, scriptural moorings, if I could put it that way. Mm. Um, and and also, it also it, says that all people will know how great the sun is. Yeah, which, again, if you have a retributive image, it's like, yeah, he's coming in with a strong arm and a mighty fist and he's going to, you know, the sinners are going to get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's going to judge and he's going to punish and he's going to, you know, that's kind of what you could see in that mm. if you've got a retributive image of God. Yeah. You know? So people will argue and say, but Jesus is a judge. And it's like, yes, yes. The question is, what kind of judge 
is he? Yeah. And what does he do with judgment? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it goes on. If I just finish it out, you know, people already know the father is very great in the same way they will know the son is also very great. Some people may refuse to agree that the son is great, but those people are thinking the same things about the father because he sent the son. The father has also, and this is just to reiterate, this is verse 27, has also given authority to the son to judge people. Mm. That is because I am the son of man. Now, I, I think there's a couple of important things there. So again, it underscores he's got authority to judge people. Mm. That's what he's going to do. And that is because it says, I'm the son of man. Interesting that he brings it in, his humanity, mm. he brings that into the equation. So, you know, just breaking it down, as we said, a retributive image sees this as Jesus coming to punish those who've rejected him. Yeah. God's going to get you. God's going to get you. Yeah. The great judge, the great punisher. The mighty smiter. The mighty smiter. Well, let's have a look at judge, you know. So we can have different images of judge. So we've got a judicial image because of our society, because of pop culture, what we've seen in the movies, Mm. the great courtroom dramas, you know, A Few Good Men, you know, whatever. That's an old movie now. Yeah, yeah. You can't um, handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. No, the quote. What a line. What a line. Um, So that's the judicial image, but there is a different image in Scripture. Mm. So. So, uh, you know, we've got the whole book of Judges, for example, where God picked a very motley crew of people through a quite a span of history where Israel was scattered and broken and oppressed by their enemies. And he kept calling people, individuals, some who seemed so disqualified on so many levels, Gideon, Samson, others. Um, but he called them and he used them and he used them for one purpose. And even though they were very broken people and some of them did really terrible things, ultimately the flow of the story, if you look at the whole book of Judges, the theme is that God raised up people and anointed them to deliver his people. Yeah, wow. That's the theme of the whole book. Mm. So we've got this whole book in the Bible. Of what a judge looks like. Yeah, giving us a very clear picture of what a Bible judge looks like. Mm. Um, And instead, we tend to superimpose our image of a Western judicial system. Mm. So, you know, like, uh, I don't care what you look at a Western judicial judge like, but you don't see an anointed deliverer. Yeah, yeah. You know, unless maybe you're in the ride and you're suing someone. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that might be as close as it gets. So uh, just looking at this in, in Jesus, Jesus is therefore an anointed deliverer. And you can see it so clearly in Scripture. Mm. Uh, literally, if we go to Matthew chapter 1, you've got this angelic command. An angel gives a command to Joseph while, you know, when he says, you know, Mary's pregnant, mm. okay, and Joseph is having this dream and the angel's speaking to him and he says, the angel says, and she, she will bring forth a son and you will call his name Jesus for he will save his people from 
their sins. Mm. And somehow, I don't know, when we, because we've got, I think, a retributive image of God at times, we've somehow made it about Jesus holding our sins against us. Yeah, and I guess yeah. where's... He's going to judge us. Yeah. He's going to judge all people. And it's like, oh, my goodness. And where's the good news in that? You know, There's... Especially when you know that you're not perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, for any of us who are honest enough to admit it, mm. it's like that is not good news mm. at all. Jesus as the judge. But here in Matthew, we've got, hang on a sec, he will save people from their sins, mm. not hold their sins against them. Yeah. So if we look at it, even Jesus' name, it's important to look at that. So Jesus is really, uh, it's just an ancient Greek form of, of the Hebrew and Aramaic name Yeshua or Yeshua, um, meaning to deliver or to rescue. Wow. That's where, why we call him Saviour. Yeah. You know, Jesus means Saviour, but actually the root of the word is deliver or rescue. Which has to raise the question, how we could get the image so wrong when even his name yeah. points to his function? So, yeah, his name <laughs> is pointing a lot like he is a, a, a rescuer, deliverer, and if you bring it in more, think about Christ. His name is Jesus the Christ. Mm, yeah. Okay, so Scripture recognises that wasn't literally his second name, but it recognises him as the Christ. Jesus, the Christ, or the Anointed One. That's what the Christ yeah. means. So, you know, Old Testament, judge is anointed deliverer. Mm. New Testament, Jesus is anointed, anointed deliverer. deliverer. Yeah. Or, de, you know, Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. Literally, you're saying anointed deliverer. So then what's... Anointed rescuer. So then what's going on, I suppose, in that John... Scripture in John 5. Yeah, well, again, the redemptive image sees this, you know, so we've looked at the retributive image. He's going to judge all people, you know. Um, the redemptive image is really easy to see. This is God passing judgment to the Son, and there's a couple of reasons or a couple of outcomes. First of all, committing judgment to the Son meant that that Jesus judged sin on the cross. Mm. It was like God said, here, you take the ball. It was a flick pass from God, you know, yeah. rugby league parlance. God flicks the ball to Jesus, a brilliant move. Mm. Jesus takes it to the cross and deals with the judgment. Mm. Okay. All people, sin is out. Yeah. Right. That's what he did. So he took it upon himself at the cross, mm. you know, scripture after scripture after scripture, the whole New Testament, the whole yeah. of Paul's gospel, it all speaks of this. Jesus being the propitiation or the wrath-absorbing sacrifice takes the pain, takes the brokenness of all of humanity, mm. past, present, future, on himself. And his judgment was this. you know. So that's his judgment. Yeah, I'll absorb it. You want me to cast a ruling? My yeah. ruling is... I will become the guilty one. Yeah. I will wear it all mm. and I'll take the rap so that you can be the righteousness of God in Christ. Wow. So that's good. There you go. Is Jesus going to judge? Yes, he yeah. already has. Yeah, yeah. What was his judgment? I'll take the pain. You go free. Mm. Wow. Okay, so there's the first image. Yeah. That's the redemptive image. And honestly, I dispute anyone to argue from Scripture that that isn't what the Scripture's teaching. Yeah. <laughs> His judgment is righteous as well. So the next thing I'm seeing, and it's righteous because he too walked as a human. Mm. So he, he walked and he lived our struggles, our pain. What better judge would you want 
than someone who really understands you and understands just how difficult it is to be a human on a broken planet. Yeah, yeah. You know, so this is where the writer of Hebrews comes in, Hebrews 4.15, for we do not have a high priest, talking about Jesus, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted or tested as we are yet without sin. Yeah. And, and this is how... This is how it works. Yeah, I guess in this how we see his his greatness not as a punishment. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. Oh my goodness, he's so great. He's the mighty smiter. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, he's so great. Look at his judgment. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to get smacked for that. Mm. I thought the mighty smiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be smote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, Jesus has stepped in the way, mm. taken it all on himself. And I stepped in the way, not of God trying to smite us. No, no, yeah. of sin. Sin trying to smite <laughs> us, yeah. And, and the brokenness and the pain and the wrath in the heart of man, mm. I will take it all on myself so that you can walk free and yeah. I declare you the sinner. Yeah, yeah. Righteous. Wow. It's good news. And we see that <laughs> and we see it in Jesus the man. This is why he said, you know, he's committed it because he's the son of man. That's literally why I'm the one who can judge it, mm. because I've walked a mile in your shoes. Yeah, yeah. And we see this humanity of Christ coming through in his judgment. I sympathize with you. I might not have fallen into the same pitfalls and mm. the same traps. I've lived, you know, I lived through and above that. Yeah. But I can certainly feel your pain. Yeah. Therefore, my judgment is I will take the pain you walk free. Yeah, wow. I, was, I mean, <laughs> most, what a what a what a Woo! gospel. What a gospel. That, that's the gospel that's sounding like good news. That is good news. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I am so glad Jesus is my judge. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anyone I would rather judge me. Yeah. than Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He is the best judge ever. Absolutely. <laughs> the most merciful judge ever. And I guess that brings I mean, if we look at that judicial picture, mm. um you know, it would be a judge imposing an impossible, fi- impossible to pay fine, mm-hmm. and then reaching into his own pocket and paying it himself. Yep, There's that kind of what the the picture would be. It's exactly it. It's like if you went to court and you knew you were guilty, mm. and you were up for a fine you couldn't pay, you were already struggling, and the judge says, "You know, I've heard the case. You could never pay this. Mm. I still have to judge it. Still have to judge it." The fine is this much and it'll just drive you further into poverty if you pay it. But the good news is I've got plenty of money and a generous heart, so it's all good. I'll pay the fine, you get on with your life. Yeah. I guess that's the gospel image of of judgment. That's the gospel image of judgment. That'll preach. That'll preach. I mean, look, lots will preach, even bad, bad images. (laughs) The reason we're so messed up with some of this stuff is there's been some pretty bad stuff preached, but that'll preach the actual gospel. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, So I guess the question is then, you know, what's your lens telling you? Yeah. When you're reading scripture, are you seeing... Retributive. A retributive God. Or are you seeing a redemptive God? Yeah. And even a challenge, I guess, to stop and to think. Because I think for a lot of us, we have a redemptive image of God. But somehow we still get confused when we read scripture. So maybe it's the freedom to realize, hang on, I've got to start looking for the God I know in here. Rather than the one maybe I've been taught. That is so good because, you know, the amazing thing is, think about it. And we've mentioned this in previous episodes, but... 
for so many centuries, Christians lived for God, changed the world, suffered incredible persecution and remained faithful without ever having their own copy of scriptures. How was that? It was because they actually had Jesus Mm. and they actually had the Holy Spirit. So Christ was presencing them and they were led by the Spirit, just like Paul says, sons of God are, Mm. you know, sons and daughters of God. You're led by the Spirit. They lived for Christ. They knew Christ. They worshipped God. They served him faithfully through the most difficult moments of history Mm. without ever owning their own copy of scripture. Yeah. And so I do think that's where we've got to go back to. The lens is Christ. Yeah. And when we see images or we see stories or we see passages where we go, oh, that seems to be saying that God is unkind, that God is unmerciful, cruel, mm. whatever, we've got to then run it through the filter of, is this like the character and nature of Jesus? And if it isn't, then it's an incomplete or even an incorrect image that we're picking up. Mm. But everything has to be filtered through a, a Christotelic or Christocentric view yeah. of Scripture. And because Jesus himself is so redemptive, come on, his name means anointed deliverer. Yeah, yeah. He in himself is so redemptive. His whole purpose in coming was to redeem the world. He said in John 3, uh, 317, you know, I haven't come into the world to judge the world, but through the world, the world through me might be saved. Yeah. You know, so judge in the sense of I haven't come to shame you. I haven't come. I've come to release you, deliver you. Yeah. Um, when you get so that good. image right yeah. and then you take that as your filter, you will see a redemptive God in all the passages, you used to see a retributive one. Yeah, mm. so good, so good. It's a beautiful gospel. It's good news. Well, we want to bless you today. Everyone who's listening, if you're with us, we really appreciate you with us. I want to bless you with this, that Jesus gets it. He gets you. You know, no matter how dysfunctional you may feel or be feeling at the moment, You know, in spite of knowing everything about you, he's merciful to the point of footing the bill, whether you wanted him to or not. He's he's judged it. He's judged this whole thing. He's judged you. He took it all on himself and he, he wants you to walk free. He wants you to get on with your life and live it to the full. And now there's all that remains now is an invitation. It really is. Do you want to receive? Do you want to accept what he's done for you? You know, and that is totally your decision, a free will decision. But knowing what Jesus has done, knowing, you know, who God is and what he's really like, he now invites you to be part of his story. And so we invite you to be part of his story too. Hey everyone, it's Rosie here. Thanks for listening today. Hey, don't forget, please leave a rating or review because we'd love to hear from you. And then remember, join us next week as we discuss holy handsies. And we're not talking about sanitising there, guys. So anyway, in the meantime, check out New Hope podcast for preaching from Chris and Levi or go out into the garden. It's going to be a beautiful week, even though it's a little bit cold. Maybe trim up your favourite pot plant. But remember, tell your mum you love her, whether you text her or ring her. Anyway, take care. Stay safe, you guys. See ya. Bye.